Welcome to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I'm Dr. Rob, and yes, I have a cold. Doctors do that sometimes. Today's podcast will be about a condition that some physicians put in the same mythical category as unicorns, Bigfoot, and honest politicians. It's a condition that I see quite a bit in my practice, actually, yet there is actually nothing to see. It's a mysterious thing. It's a condition known as fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia affects about 2% of the population in the U.S., which may not seem like much, but actually equals the entire population of Massachusetts or Indiana. It occurs in female-to-male ratio of 9 to 1. The main symptoms with people with fibromyalgia is pain. They hurt all over. Pain is mostly in the muscles, and muscle pain is why the word myalgia is used, which refers to muscle pain. Although, a person with fibromyalgia can actually have some joint pain as well. The pain is often localized in small trigger points. In fact, a classic diagnosis requires a certain number of these trigger points to be present on physical exam. The other main symptom in fibromyalgia that's nearly universal is fatigue. People feel like their plug has been pulled out of the wall. These two symptoms have a huge impact on a person's ability to function on a day-to-day basis. So, why is fibromyalgia considered a mythical creature by some clinicians? Well, that's because there are no blood tests, x-rays, or other studies that can prove the diagnosis of fibromyalgia. The diagnosis is wholly dependent on the symptoms of the person who has it, which is why it is referred to as a syndrome. Syndromes are problems described by a group of symptoms, and symptoms are what the patients feel and not what the doctor sees on a test or even finds on exam. We doctors like it a lot better when we can prove or disprove something with a test or physical exam. That's because symptoms aren't always reliable. People can exaggerate or downplay them, or they can even lie about them. Additionally, fibromyalgia has a strong association with major depression. This makes sense because people who are in pain all the time and really tired are going to get depressed more than those who aren't. But it also casts a negative light on the reliability of the patient's ability to accurately assess their symptoms. So what do I think? Having taken care of many fibromyalgia patients over my years of practice, I do believe that it is real. I've seen many people suffer with the pain and fatigue, and I've also seen many respond to treatment, as long as I'm willing to stick by the patients for the long haul. Just because there are no tests to prove a diagnosis doesn't mean it's not real. You can't do blood tests for fear, optimism, or love, but nobody would deny that these are real either. So what's the cause of fibromyalgia? Well, there are many theories, but most see it as a malfunction in the way the person's body deals with pain. Our bodies have all sorts of sensations bombarding it at once. As I sit here, my socks are pushing on my ankles, my shirt is on my back, my neck is actually a little sore, and my nose itches a little bit. Most of these sensations are filtered out by my brain, as I want to do more with my day than deal with socks and itchy noses. People with fibromyalgia have something wrong with that filtering mechanism. They seem to feel more of the aches and pains that other people's brains filter out. Certainly, 
there is an emotional component as well. As I already said, people with fibromyalgia tend to become depressed, but studies also show that depressed people have a much harder time dealing with pain. Cancer patients with pain that no doctor could deny have that pain reduced with treatment of their depression. Why is this? Well, pain is felt in two places. The nerves that transmit the sensations from the skin, muscles, and other parts of the body to the brain, but pain is really interpreted and felt in the brain itself. When you take pain medication, most of them do their work in the brain, not on the nerves going to the brain. So, the real goal of treating fibromyalgia, in my experience, is to reprogram the way the brain filters pain. How is this done? The first way to treat fibromyalgia is to improve sleep. A very high percentage of people with fibromyalgia have problems sleeping. Even if they fall asleep, they just don't feel like they get a good night's sleep. I find that simply helping the person get better sleep improves symptoms significantly. This is generally done by using medications, of which one of my favorites is the muscle relaxant cyclobenzaprine or Flexeril. The second way to improve fibromyalgia is by exercising. Doing mild or moderate exercise seems to reduce the amount of pain the person feels with fibromyalgia on a day-to-day basis. Some people find massage therapy and physical therapy as a good thing, while others do low-impact exercise like water aerobics. I don't recommend weight training or running a marathon. If the goal is to reduce pain, these are not good ways to do that. Sorry, get fit guy. Medication is the third way of treating it. There are a few new medications specifically aimed at fibromyalgia that seem to significantly improve fibromyalgia. Most of these drugs act on the brain, and many are antidepressants, or they're closely related to the antidepressants. And finally, treating depression. Even if it is caused by the fibromyalgia, depression will make recovery difficult. Taking medications for depression may help, but don't forget the other forms of treatment, including psychotherapy and other forms of counseling. Before closing, I want to emphasize a few very, very important points. First off, fibromyalgia is a chronic problem, meaning it lasts a long time, usually over years. It tends to wax and wane in severity over that time, and so needs to be treated with patience. There are no magic bullets out there yet to cure it. I hope there will be. In my experience, recovery takes time, patience, and perseverance on the part of both doctor and patient. Finally, I strongly advise against using narcotic pain medications to treat fibromyalgia. It does not respond well to them in the long run, and the long-term use of these medications can lead to dependency and addiction. If you aren't getting the help you need from your doctor, find a rheumatologist with the experience in fibromyalgia. That's all I've got for today. I hope I get over my cold by next week. If you have topics you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickunderdytips.com or you could submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or visit my Facebook page where we just had a lively discussion about the euphemisms for bodily gas. It's quite funny. And don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, 
your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Oh, 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 o